SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Uh, let's move on now. A lot of people have been waiting for our conversation with Katla Kompela. Um, unfortunately, he can't join us in studio. He was on his way here. He is uh, stuck in traffic. So we've decided to do the interview over the phone. And uh, we appreciate Katla for speaking to us. It is Flashback Friday, of course, where we look back at uh, the at our sporting stars, at their careers and their journeys so far. And Katla Kompela, by the way, is Bafana Bafana's third highest goal scorer behind Benny McCarthy and Sean Bartlett with 23 goals in just over over 50 appearances and that's almost a goal every second game there what an impressive stat and he joins us on the line killer good evening thank you for speaking to us on safm i know you wanted to come here but it's just jobic traffic it happens thank you killer before we go any further the big question that everybody wants to know is have you officially retired from football or not hello Yes, I'm saying the big question that everybody wants to know is, have you officially retired from football or not? Yes, I've, uh, I'm, I'm officially retired uh, since uh, the beginning of this year. Is it? And and what led to you making this uh, decision? Uh, first of all, I had, uh, I had an ankle in. No. Yes, I, can, I couldn't get back to myself. I couldn't get to, back to... to, to the level I wanted, so I just decided to to hang up the the, the boots. Oh, so you couldn't recover from the injuries that have been bothering yeah. you? Yes, we tried everything, tried everything, but uh, nothing could help. I can't, uh, I can't, I can't like do the full session or play the whole game. So it was pointless for me to to continue. Oh. Uh, we also read an article where you say that you, you don't really want to become a coach, but you'd rather give back to the community. Is that correct? And if so, why is that? Yes, because uh, every time I see these youngsters, they remind more of myself, where I started, where I come from. And uh, it, 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 it just feels right and it's a nice feeling you know, to, to give back to, to these youngsters, just to, to, give, to give them hope and you know, to make them that uh, it's possible. Is that uh, not not the thing? Yeah. Okay. Is that the reason why you decided on starting the Katlejo Kilampela Community Games? Yes, uh, we we decided. Uh, we actually this is their first year, so and uh, we're here today, and uh, it, it 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 quite turned out well. Uh, you know, everyone came in and. Uh, uh, it actually went well, so we thank everyone who came, who participated, and uh, the people who, who helped us to, to achieve this goal. And where are the games being uh, played, and who's playing at your games? Uh, the games are played in Pizzoa North. Pizzoa North is, uh, is one based, actually, and uh, a lot of teams from uh, Namelodi, Soshangove, and around the area, they, they came, because, uh, remember, it was a short match screen, so not all, all people could make it because of the... Uh, the time. So, are you doing everything yourself? Do you have partners? Do you have sponsors? People that are assisting you to run these games? And uh, we have other people like uh, the the Tswane municipality. They helped us with the equipment, the scaffolds, and we had Toyota, Pretoria uh, North that helped us with water. And then uh, we have uh, the Queen Sports Management uh, that scouts. 
Okay, let's try and get Katleho back on a better line there. We do apologize uh, for uh, the lines today, um, especially this one. He was actually on his way to studio. I believe that he's stuck in some big traffic somewhere. So we actually asked him to pull up on the side so that he can be able to talk to us because I think by the time we got here, we would have almost finished uh, the show. So we're going to try and uh, hopefully get him on a better line. I don't know how we're going to do that since he was on the road, but we're going to try and uh, pull the magic there, the magic there at, at the back. But let me give you an update from that. Uh, Mzansi um, Super League playoff that's underway at the moment between the Twana Spartans and the Nelson Mandela Bay Giants in PE. The, the Twana Spartans are now on 92 for 4 in the 14th over. Uh, so um, they were put into bet, of course, by the Giants who won the toss. 95 for 4, the winner here, remember, will play against the Pal Rocks in the final on Monday. It is a sold out final at Poland Park, and well done to everybody there in, uh, in Pal. I mean, through, uh, you guys deserve the final. If, if if we had to decide just on support and uh, the most electrifying venue of the Mzansi Super League so far, it has to be Bolin Park in uh, in Pal. Even last season, it was a wonderful venue to watch cricket and uh, well done to everybody involved there and good luck uh, to Faf Duplessis team as well as uh, whoever wins between the Spartans and the Giants. And by the way, on that note of cricket, we have been informed that the new director of cricket South Africa, Graham Smith, will address the media tomorrow. He's going to outline his plans. The big story, it's also doing the rounds again today is that Mark Boucher is set to be um, appointed or announced as the coach for the Proteas. We don't know how long for. We don't know if it's going to be for the um, England series and Australia when they come here or not. But uh, all will be revealed tomorrow. Uh, we, all, we also saw today that Ino Kungwe is apparently, apparently, and I say so because it's not confirmed yet, accepted uh, being uh, Mark Boucher's assistant. Uh, so that could be the announcement tomorrow, but we'll have to wait and see. We've got Katlechon Pela on the line. He was just telling us about his games. Sorry about that, Kila. I believe that you also have netball as part of the games. Uh, why is it important for you to have netball and, and uh, how was the reaction? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, sport, sport is sport and we decided to also involve uh, this uh, young woman. Uh, they're also playing soccer, so I think it's important for them as well, you know, to to, to get them off the street and uh, you know to 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 show them that uh, the sport also is doing well. So we decided to give them a chance, and uh, it turned out well as well. So you think you'll do it again next year? Yes, we we actually planning to do it annually. So, but we we're not gonna stay in in the same place. So maybe mm. next time it'll be an, another province or another city. So we still have a year to decide what we're gonna do. Okay, that's great to hear. Now let's talk about your football uh, because people, a lot of people know you because of your Bafana career, also playing at Supersport and Sundowns. But where did it all start for you, Katla Kompela? Do you even remember the first club you played for and how you fell in love with football? Yeah, actually I was born I was born in Boris. Boris is in the Northwest. Yeah. Uh, well, so my uncle had a, had a team there, so I played for his team and... Uh, I think I was seven years old, and so there I went to play for. I, I don't know if you know a team called Acadia Shepherds. Yes, 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 very well. So yeah, yes, I played there for a couple of years, and then uh, I was scouted by uh, Mr. Jomosono himself, and uh, I went to play for him. Uh, while I was playing for him, we played. Uh, we went to play a tournament in France, and uh, they scouted me there. I went to France. I played in France for a couple of years as well. And I came back, I played for Super Sports. I had two spells with Super Sports. Mm. Then I went to Mamelodi Sundowns. For Mamelodi Sundowns, I went to Kaiser Chiefs and, uh, yeah, the national team as well. So uh, it was mm. quite a journey for me. 
You've mentioned Acadia Shepherds and, and, and sometimes I see their coaches at these youth tournaments and they speak highly of this club and the players that have come out of Acadia Shepherds, yeah. even the likes of Tiani Mabunda, George Libese, Mark Fish, just to name yeah. a few. What made Acadia Shepherds so special back then because it produced these kind of players? I think uh, back then the people that were, were running it, there were people who had love for football and they were committed and uh, they were gi- they were willing to 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 give us you know especially as black kids uh, a chance you know because it was more people believe that it was dominated by you know the white uh, white people but mm. to be honest a uh, lot of uh, uh, black kids were there and then it was just a lot of players to be honest and uh, I'm also one of them so I think they had a great structure and uh, and a great development uh, and uh, unfortunately the team is no more there. Mm-hmm. Is it true? Some reports say you you were at Orlando Paris Juniors. Is there any truth to that? Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I my remember I told you about my uncle. So yes. my uncle decided to to take me to 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 trials to try with Orlando Paris. Then I went there. I impressed them. I think it was under fourteen or something. Mm. I went there and then they were interested. But the thing was. Uh, you know, when you came from, from far, from the northwest, you go to Jovek, and I stayed there. So my mother was worried that, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't going to school. I was just sitting there going to trading. And then they kept asking about school and stuff. And uh, I think that that's where the, situ- the, 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 the thing happened that uh, I went back home because uh, parents, they were not sure about taking me to school and something. My mother wanted me to come back and go to school. Uh-huh. So... That's why I left Tyler and I went back home. And and then how do you describe your time at, at, at Jomo Cosmos? How do you look back at your time with the club under, of course, that Jomo Sono, who's the owner? I think that, that that's one of the best highlights of my career. I mean, uh, uh, that's when my career kicked off. And uh, for, for I thank him for that, uh, you know, for him to see the talent in me and to give me the opportunity. So it was it was cut. It was a bit tough for me to leave my home and go to and come to Jovek, you know, and, and you know, start a different life, environment, meet new people, and you know, Jovek life is fast and all. Mm. So, but I adjusted well, and uh, you know, the, the the guy can teach you more about life. You know, uh, he was more like a father to us, and uh, we 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 grateful that for that. I thank him because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't I wouldn't be speaking to you now. So yeah. And then you told us that you went to go play a tournament in France, and then that's where you were scouted. You you went to Strasbourg there. What did it mean for you to move to France at such an early age in your career? How old were you at the time? I think I was 19 years old when uh, when I went there. Uh, for me, it was uh, I couldn't believe it. You know, even today I'm still like <laughs> me. I played in I stayed overseas. Like you know where I come from, it's far there from the Bundes there. <laughs> You know, a kid from birth went to France, so, but it was different, you know, the language, uh, the culture, the, the food, the, the weather, everything was different for me, so it, it took me long to, to adjust. I think it took me about eight months for me to start to adjust and enjoy the country. I started speaking their language and it became easier. Uh. So I think it was, uh, it was a nice, uh, nice experience for me. And and that's how do you describe your playing time at Strasbourg? Some of the stats we've seen said you scored a couple of goals, five in nineteen games. How do you look back at your playing time? Yeah, for 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 the playing time that I got and the goals that I scored, 
I think I did well because uh, you remember it was difficult for me and I was young and they, they, had, they had this huge stuff, the big team there. Mm. And uh, I had a coach who said, no, I believe in this guy and he gave me a chance. By the time I started picking up, then he left. The coach left and things started, started going downhill again. So that's when I decided to come back to Supersport. But I think uh, I did well. The people loved me there. And uh, if you go out there ask about me, then I think they'll give you a positive, uh, positive response. And uh, yeah, I think it was, it was quite an experience for me. Mm. And, and how do you describe the football in France from what you were used to here at home? Yeah, it's difficult. The, the training is really hard. You know, they, they're physical, they're tactical, they're they, they, fast, they're skilled, they're big. And it, it, it's different from the PSL. You know, they don't give you space, you run the whole day. So it, it, it's, it's a bit demanding. I mean, physically, it's a bit demanding. So it took me long for me to adjust. It was, it was very, very difficult. And the weather doesn't help as well. Do you still follow the club Strasbourg? Because that's where another striker, South Africa's Lebu Mutiba, plays. Yeah, I do follow it. Actually, last season they were doing very well. So, but I think this season they've been struggling. I do follow the club. I check the results now and then. And mm. uh, you know, I'm happy that even they back in, in the in the in the League One, and uh, I'm happy that we have another South African who's playing there. And it seems like he's he, he's even getting more game time than me, and he's scoring <laughs> more goals. So. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that uh, I've, I've created opportunities for other South Africans as well. Because I'm sure when, when he got there, they were like, you know this guy and stuff. So, yeah, yes. I'm happy. He's actually mentioned that before in one of his interviews that he was asked yeah. about Katle Kompela. And he says he didn't even know uh, that you were there. He found out when he was at Strasbourg uh, that everybody's talking about Katle Kompela. You also went yeah. to Reims in, the, in League 2. How was that? That was a bit difficult because... Uh, they look the league two days it's more it's more difficult than uh, than the league one actually because uh, you know people just want to win to get promotion and uh, you can't really show your skills and what you made of so for me it was a bit difficult but I didn't even last long there and uh, I went back because the club they had uh, financial problems so I had to go back to 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 to, to the mother club which is the first book and uh, in the rules in France you can't you can't register for two teams uh, in the same, whatever, same period or, or same season. So that's when I had to come back to Supersport. Do you have any regrets? Not really. People keep asking me that, but I don't really have regrets. Because uh, if you look at my career, I, if, some, like, if you can ask me, why did you leave France so early? Don't you regret leaving France? I'll, I'll ask you, you think if I stayed in France, I'll, I'll, I'll be playing for the national team? We are played. Uh, we are playing the World Cup or the Confederations Cup, or uh, score so many goals for the for the country, you know, and mm. have a, such a nice career. So it's it's, it's a bit tricky for me, but uh, on my side, I don't have regrets because I think I've done well. Mm. And we're going to talk about your career at Bafana Bafana because that record stands out for me. Uh, if you've just joined us, we're talking to Katla Khompela. You can send us voice notes. You can call us if you have anything to say to Kila Katla Khompela. Zanzi Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabi Somosea. The number to call if you want to speak to Katla Kompela is 0891-104-207. If you prefer to send voice notes on WhatsApp, you can send them on 061-4104-107. And our SMS number is 41391. Killer, there's a question here on Twitter. Somebody wants to know if you've 
if you know of 25k <laughs> yeah, actually, I heard the song uh, during the week. I, my brother kept telling me about Cape 25. I'm like, what? It's like, no, it's a song about you. So I, I heard it for the first time during the week, and uh, it's actually a nice song. And and the guy actually sent me a, a request on my Instagram. So oh, nice. Yeah. So you mo- you're going to meet him sometime? Yeah, I think I'm going to meet him sometime because it's also from Pretoria. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, that's great! It's a nice song. I agree with you. Twenty-five <laughs> k killer katlego mpila. Now let's let, let's talk about the rest of your uh, career. Now, what what would you say was your highlight uh, when you when you came back home? I mean, the 2009-2010 season. You scored seventeen goals. You were players' player of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think that season was. Uh was one of the best seasons in my career. Because that season, after that season, uh, that season led me to, to be in the national, to be in the national uh, team World Cup squad. And uh, I, I played for the for national team. I was in the country, in our own country, which is something special. Mm. So I think that season, that season is one of the best seasons I, I had. And uh, the coach that came, it, he helped me a lot, you know, in terms of scoring goals and, you know, improving my game so I think that's it but also when I came back from France when I, uh, I went to Super Sports mm. like my first season it was my first season and I I think in six months I had scored 12 goals or 11 goals so mm. those seasons were yeah, I think one of my best seasons and and why did you decide to take the opportunity to move to Mamelodi Sundowns did you feel that you wanted another challenge yes Mamelodi Sundowns actually came came for me well remember I told you I had I had a spell with Super Sports and yes. I went back so Super Sports came and they, they said they wanted to uh, to buy me outright and I think Sundown said about it they also wanted to buy me they actually put more money so I had to decide where I had to go then I joined the Super Sports but when I came back I saw those guys they were winning everything <laughs> I was like sitting at home like no I want to be part of that team because you know they they win everything and then I think we played. I played in two seasons in Supersport, and they came back again. Like, no, we really want this guy. Mm. And Supersport decided to sell. So that's how it happened. Okay, let's go to the Lions. Cabello has called us from Pretoria. Cabello, good evening. Member, how's it? Fine, thanks. And you? All right. And hi, Kila. Kila, how's it, buddy? I'm, I'm okay, my brother. And yourself? I'm okay. Kila, you know what? We 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 as Sundown supporters won't forget what we did at Sundowns, and as a homeboy also. Uh, you put Harangua, you put Pretoria on the map. We are proud of you. And, oh. and, but I, I, just, I, I just have got one question. I've seen most of Sundown supporters, when uh, Sundown players, when they go to Kiza Chiefs, they don't perform like you. I, I've seen you, and I've seen Zayn Musa as well, and then a couple of players who went to, to Chiefs from Sundown, they were not performing that as much as they were doing at Sundown. Is there any reason why? Is it the, uh, the system of playing at Chiefs or the coaching style at Chiefs? Can you elaborate on that one? And I'll listen uh, to that. Yes, I can also speak for myself. I don't know about that. But I think George Stadis went... Uh, it was a, uh, me and George, we, we, are, we, are bit, we are not different, uh, you know, in terms of performance. Because uh, when I was at Sundowns, remember... Uh, I, st- I was there for six years, and uh, I knew the system. I knew how they played, and uh, and uh, you know it was like home. You know they they most of the time they 
they build the team around me and you know we already know the style so when i went to chiefs it was different they was all about winning and the pressure is different sometimes it's also a big team they win trophies but you can go a season without winning a trophy it's not a problem but they chiefs uh you go two months without winning a game it's, it's a big problem and uh and then, uh, you know, even the supporters are not patient. And uh, that's what I realized that she's and Sundowns are different. Sundowns like a family, and she's is more like, you know, business, all about winning, winning, winning. And uh, and for me, the system was different. And when you get there, it's like I don't score in two games. But it's, 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 the friends are on your back. So it was, it was difficult, yeah. Mm. And, and overall, how do you look back at your time at Chiefs? I think when I played, I did well, and uh, I got that struggled with injuries. I, mean, I think it was my first time, uh, first time in my career where I struggled with such injuries. I had big injuries, injuries after injuries, and I tried to get back to fitness. It was difficult. And when I came back, I had players like Blaise Musona, King Penningkata, you know, they were doing well. So mm. it was difficult for me to break into into the starting level. Okay, for those who've just joined us, we are talking to Katla Khompela. You can call us 0891-104-207 or you can send us a voice note on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. Do we have another caller here from Li- Oh, from Lesotho or driving to Lesotho? It's another Kabelo. Kabelo, good evening. Hey. Ah, we are fine. Thanks. Kila Katla yeah. Khompela is here. Hey, Kila, how's it, buddy? I'm okay, but I know you. I'm fine. I'm also from Brett. <laughs> oh, focus. So, yeah, I guess I Jerry go my guy. <laughs> oh. So, I'm um, sure. killer. Um, sure. I- I've got, I think, two questions for you. Um, sure, sure. You went to France at a very young age, and yes. you coped well, you did well, you had a great career there, and you came back, you know? Yeah. And how did you cope at that young age, being in France around uh, at the age of 17 years or so? And then again, the second question will be like, um, uh, how's life after soccer? How did you cope? And so I, 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 I think I know you had an academy going on. Yeah. Can you do the first question, please? Oh, I think you've already touched on it, but you might have missed that. I just wanted to know, how did you cope in France at such oh, a young yes. age? Oh, yes. As, as I said, when you go to at a very young age and you don't have your family with you and everything is different, as I said before, the environment, the weather... You know, uh, the food and the language. So it's uh, difficult when you're a young man and you're alone there. So, But I think for me to spend four years there, it means uh, I did quite, uh, quite well. But uh, when I started, it was a bit difficult for me. Mm. Okay. Uh, we've got also on the line former Sundowns spokesperson, Tulani Tuswa. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good evening. Good evening, uh, Taviso. And chilla chilla babula impela. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you doing, Panagiti? Ah, uh, good job. I'm okay, for now. No, man, I can't be complaining, man. We're very proud mm. of you, man. Yeah, thank you. What can yes, you share, yes. Tulani, during your time at Sundowns about Katlego Kila Mpela? You know, when I when I joined Sundowns, Katlego Mpela was already <laughs> an established striker already by the time. Mm. But while I was with the other team at Kaza Chiefs. I read about him, you know, making all these top lists in Europe and, you know, as this future promising star. But when I saw him now live and saw him in Sundowns, I understand why. Mm. This guy was ahead of his time, you know. Mm. Strikers like him and players like him who could play football, but also had the capacity to learn, to learn more things. You know, uh, he had an unshakable spirit. The way that 
he took pressure. You know, I saw Gabuza at other time, you know, failing to cope with pressure from the fans. But I think he, because like, there were times where he was, not, he was not doing well, but there were times where he proved them wrong, you know. Mm. So I, all I can say is that I think most strikers and most young players have to learn a lot from Kasha Pela, you know. And I wish, you know, he stayed at Sundowns and not going to the other team anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what a, that's what a lot of people are saying, Tulani. And while we've got yeah. you on the line, Tulani, people want to know, are you coming back to football? Are you still in football? I'm still in football, you know. I football is in my blood. I always yeah. say that there's people in football and the football people. And then I get, I'm a football person. Okay. You see, I'm not just in football. I'm now a football uh, manager. I've got uh, top players, you know, that I can mention, like Sampuke Kana, who was under me, Keleto Mahalwa, Kelem Kulise, Kamisim Kuma, Kutawashi Mahachi, like the list goes on. And a certain coach, you know, one of the best coaches in Africa that I've signed as well. So, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm still in football, man. You know, you can't keep a good man down, you know, and that's mm. what. Pella showed us as well. Mm. When we were doubting him at the final of final, you know what he did? Mm. Continued playing the scoring. Yeah, like they say, you know the story. Thank you, Tulani, for, for joining us. Uh, Quentin on Twitter says, Thank you for bringing Kela to the show. I love the man during his time with us at Sundowns. I was hurt when he, I was hurt when he joined Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, which team does he support in the PSL? Bob. I've, I've, as I said, I've, uh, when I grew up, I was uh, my family was supposed to kill the chief. So you know, when you were a child, mm. you 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 do what your family does. So, <laughs> but after spending so much time with Sundowns, and I developed the love for the team, and uh, you know, I still admire them, and I could easily say that uh, they are my favorite team. Okay, great. And Sakila says, can you please ask Katleko why there's an exodus of players from Sundowns to Chiefs? Why do players always leave Sundowns for Chiefs? Do you have an answer for that? I think it's always the same situation. Like uh, my situation was was contract issues, and then you know when Chiefs Chiefs when they notice that they know Sundowns players are quality, so they pounce on that and they get them for free. So. I don't think it's about uh, it's, 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 a, it's a coincidence. So Chiefs do that, and and then they get those players for free, like uh, Billiard and Castros, and then you can see they use the same strategy. Okay, let's just uh, take a quick breather. We're gonna go to the voice note here on WhatsApp. And let me remind you, all businesses face hurdles, but a lack of finances doesn't have to be one of them. Did you know that you can get approved for a Standard Bank business loan online in just three minutes? Just visit standardbank.co.za and begin your application. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Okay, do we... Hi, in Kaiseren. I think, Kasheko, I just want to congratulate you on a very good football journey, football career as well that you had. And I just want to say you are one player, you know, that I can really consider as being professional in the South African football scene because there are certain balls that we knew that if they are delivered to you in a certain way, uh, you would bang them in. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not what you can say for a lot of football players in South Africa. You know, and I think in the way that you played and the surety of certain um, things, you know, if they are de- delivered to you, you would actually 
deliver. I think you made in the way that you played uh, the coach's job very easy because the coach, when he put you in there, he knew exactly what to expect from you, which is something that you know you can't expect really from these players that we have uh, in South African football. Great comment there. Actually, online they describe his style of play as challenging defenders with both pace and strength, but he can still play deep as a supporting striker. He is nicknamed Killer because of his finishing ability and what a clinical finisher Katle Pela was. Killer, you are the third highest scorer in Bafana Bafana history. How does that make you feel and how do you look back at your Bafana career? Yeah, I think uh, I'm proud of, 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 of myself, you know, uh, you know, to play for the national team, especially a country like us, is difficult. You know, to, uh, there's always demands and demands. And when you come and you place players like Benny McCarthy, uh, Sean Butler, Mr. Zuma, it's, it's difficult. You know. So I think I've done well. I've played more than 50 games. I've got more than 20 goals. And I still think, you know, when I sit down and I look at back at my career, I still think if it wasn't for injuries or other issues, at uh, at uh, I'll be on top of that list. And uh, even the man himself, uh, he told me so. He's like, you know, I thought you were the only guy who was going to pass my my record. But, uh, mm. you know, it's football. It's life. It happened. And, uh, but uh, I, can't, I can't complain about my record. And why do you think you were so successful at Bafana Bafana? I think uh, because, like Tulani said, you know, I was, I was always under pressure. And uh, I don't know why the, what was the reason. Maybe people knew that I could do more, and uh, I had something to prove to myself as well, you know, because uh, some people were doubting me that I can lead the national team. So I did that, and uh, I took my chances, you know. I I tried to stay composed all the time and, and not, not you know, take other things from outside, from the media, from the people, from, from the fans, and uh, I think uh, that's how I managed Okay, and we've got a special guest here on the line that's been trying to call us. I'm glad he is finally through. Huta Tabana, Babam Tetwa. Good evening, sir. Hey, what's up, Nuchobe? What's up, Nuchobe? I'm alright, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me uh, with uh, Tabiso. Um, yes, sir. Uh, Tabiso is my uncle. Don't forget that. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, Kila, just a number of things very quickly. Very quickly. Um, you know, I've always adored your football career and yes. the man you are and the football player you are. And I've yes. told you this several times. And even Ike Casillas, wherever he is, he knows this thing <laughs> very well. <laughs> and <laughs> and there's one thing that the guy said on uh, on the voice note. He said, your style of play was different. And you knew when the ball was there for the taking. And you made yes. the coach's life very easy. I don't want to repeat that, but he was spot on. What I want to talk about is that the man you have become uh, in football. You have become an epitome of a great striker. Uh, being number three on the Bafana list is not pop and place. It's yes. a difficult position to be at, and it's not easy to achieve that. And I want to say to you, I'm proud of you that you have achieved that, and that record still stands. For now, it doesn't look like position one, two, and three will change on the Bafana Bafana scoring chart. 
Another mm. thing that I want to ask you now is uh, managing the football outside being a football player. How does it feel now and what do you do? Before I ask you another last question. Yes, Carlo, uh, thank you very much. Actually, Babam Tato is the... It's, uh, it's one of the people, uh, the commentators who put me out there. Mm. You know, people started uh, this robbery, like, like <laughs> was him, because him. So I thank him for that. Uh, for to answer your question, uh, life outside football it's uh, it's a bit different. You know, you don't wake up uh, in the morning, go to practice. You don't go to camps. You don't. You know, you have to start living a normal life. You know, and. Uh, but for me now, I'm uh, I'm busy with my foundation, uh, and um, I'm working with these guys. They call themselves Queen Sports Management, and uh, we're trying to, to to spot talent. And after spotting talent, we we're gonna make these guys. We're gonna make a squad of these guys, and you know, try to place them in the in the professional teams and uh, hopefully to work for us. Okay, great stuff, Killer. We wish you all the best. Someone here says, I must tell you that you speak so well, you should be on TV and doing analysis. Hopefully that is something that you can also consider uh, going forward, Katle Kompela. Yes, I'm open for that. Maybe you can ask Babam Teto for me. Okay, great. No, we'll start here at home before we ask Babam Teto. <laughs> we'll start here at home and get you inside here. But thank you for speaking to us, Kila. I know you wanted to come to studio. Traffic got the better of us, but I'm glad you were able to still pick up the phone and talk to us. And we wish you all the best and keep us updated with whatever you do. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. It is time for news a little bit later. Our apologies, but let's go to news.